Hey everybody, you listen to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasaka, your host, and joining me today is Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? Devin Nakoba is getting some water, so he will uh, say hi when he gets back. Before we begin, I'll remind all of our listeners the way they can stay in touch with the show. There is Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. Of course, you can listen on SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. And while you're at Apple Podcasts, please rate us as a five-star rating. And you can email us at highsessions@yahoo.com. Uh, finally, if you would like to help the show, get more music on the channel, or get more involved, please go to patreon.com and donate. Uh, there you can get more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. And you get these little bonuses because I had this whole collection of CDs because uh, over the years, as High Sessions artists would come in, they would give us CDs, you know, and I had them put on the side. I didn't know what we were going to do with them as giveaways or whatever. And so I was cleaning out the, my storage and I thought, oh, I should give these to the patrons. So there's, there are patrons that got a bunch of uh, CDs, High Sessions oh, uh, nice. CDs. So Ooh. those kind of things we're going to do more of. I think we'll do a High Life package or something to a lucky patron or something like that soon. Ooh. But uh, I'd like to thank two of our new uh, patrons, Moses. Hey! Well, I know, I know uh, Moses is a good friend of mine from California. Thanks, man, for, for doing this. And Adrian, all the way from England, is wow. one of our newest Thanks, Adrian. And Adrian, I, I've met before. He actually was in Honolulu one time, and I uh, got to, to meet him. He emailed me out of the blue. And so nice to kind of reconnect after all these years, because those were years away. All right. Sweet. So today is going to be a little bit of a different format. We have Christian from Ho'onua coming in um, a little bit later, but he works nights, sleeps during the day. And so he's going to come on at about three o'clock for a little bit and share a little bit of knowledge and um, just hang out. So Kyle, Devin, and I thought that we would start to show with just the three of us because it's been a long time since we got to chat. And um, there's a few topics that I wanted to cover and talk about. But uh, before that, how are you guys doing? Two more weeks. Two more weeks. <laughs> we'll definitely discuss two more weeks of the lockdown being extended. Is it modified uh, at all or is it just two more It weeks? is modified. So, Dev, we'll go, we'll go okay. through that. We'll go through that. All right. Go that. for it. Go for it. Uh, before we start that, though, I just wanted to take a real quick uh, minute to acknowledge the passing of our good friend, Ioane Burns, who is a, uh, a, a popular figure here in the, in the Hawaiian music industry. For those of you listening who don't know, who don't know Ioane, he's a, mostly, I would say, or was a mostly, I'd say, a sound guy. And so because of that, he, he really got to interact with almost all the musicians. Uh, he was a great bass player too, singer, and uh, just all around a wonderful human being. I mean, just uh, he's like your like, classic Hawaiian, like rascal dude, super fun, but just like super uh, warm heart kind of person. And uh, we're really going to miss him. There's no details about what happened, but... Uh, uh, he passed away yesterday, and it's very sad. There's a lot of us um, online just uh, try to tell Ioana's story. So he was a wonderful friend. And, man, I, um, I was thinking about this, and I don't, I don't know if you guys think about this, because you, you've went uh, – I remember when uh, he was affectionately known to me as Kumu Ki'ilehua, but he's uh, your friend Isaac, but uh, he passed away uh, a few years ago. But when things like that happen, you start thinking about – your own mortality and where you are in life. 
and I was thinking about uh, seasons, you know, or as you get older, you, you have some perspective in, in that. I remember, you know, when Pure Heart was uh, coming out and whatnot, and I, we'd go to the Hokus, and I would, I would see the Israels and the Makaha Sons and the um, Kaylee Reichels winning all these awards, you know, and I think like, wow, I want to be like these guys. This is my, my goal. And then I remember one year um, when Mark Yamanaka uh, won a bunch of hokus, right? And he just swept the, the hokus that year. And I thought, wow, I know Mark. Like, he's my, he's my age. We're the same age. He's winning all these hoku awards. And I kind of came up with him and, and we're friends. And so it's like, wow, now, now I'm here. Like, this is all my peers are the ones that are alea when they won a bunch of stuff. And then something like this happens, it's like, whoa, boy, I mean, am I getting, are we getting to that point where we're the old guys now, you know, and it's kind of like, uh, I see the uncles and stuff and not many of them here and time goes on. But uh, do you guys ever have thoughts like that? It's, uh, you're a little bit ahead of me as far as age and stuff, but you, you're it's thinking part that. Of, it's part of life, John. And, um, yeah. you know, much condolences to his Ohana, you know, and everything, but um, it's part of life as you get older. Things just yeah. change, man, you know, and um, me and Devin, we lost a lot of friends along the way. Um, I'm surprised I didn't, um, was Isaac your kumu when you were there? So he was my Hawaiian teacher in, in uh, Kaiser High School. He taught and Kaiser? He taught at Kaiser High School for a little while. Yeah, uh, I give him credit because he got out of there as soon as he could. I think he just hung out that <laughs> one year. It was horrible. It, it, yeah, we had, the, our class was very misbehaved. If uh, I could put it that way. To put it, it lightly. Not, it was not a good class. But, uh, but yeah, he was like the coolest teacher ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was a graduate of Kaiser. That's right. That's right. right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I believe Kaiser, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he became the a teacher at um, UH for a while, too. I thought you That's saw right. him at... I oh, and you I actually, actually, you know what? I had him for a Hawaiian class at UH as well. So I had him twice. I had him in high school and college. Oh, okay. I think for one semester I had him. Yeah. But yeah, he let us watch Braveheart in class, <laughs> which is like what? my favorite movie. How did yeah. he correlate that with Hawaiian? Well, I know. Uh, it was one of these days that, you know, at a certain point, you're just kind of done. And it's just, as a teacher, you're just trying to fill time till the end of the semester, or the end of the quarter, or whatever. So we were just watching some movies and someone, we had to all sign a waiver or whatever, have our parents sign because it's rated R, yeah? Oh. Uh, Braveheart. But, but, but because that movie is such a long movie, my friend Ryan, so we didn't get to the end of the movie. And so I, I was so into this movie, and then I'm like, I got to see the end. So my friend Ryan's like, oh, I have it on, on VHS, you know? So we go to his house, we pop it in, and then it gets to the point where at the end, right, where they're, you know, they're tying him up and stuff, and then yeah. Ryan's like, that kind of sucks if he dies, huh? And I'm like, bruh, <laughs> I never said, he's like, oh, I thought you saw the movie already. I'm like, no, that's why I wanted to come over. And he's like, oh, sorry. I'll freaking that's, ruined it for me. That's exactly what happened to me, too, because I never saw Braveheart when it first came out. Yeah, yeah, okay. My, I was with my roommate, and she said, you saw Braveheart? I said, no. She goes, it's so sad when he dies at the end. And I'm like, <laughs> well, why? You got to tell me that when you tell me, you know, that was a good movie and I should see it, and you tell me the end, you know? Right. So today, I don't think I've ever watched the whole movie. Oh, it's a wonderful movie. I, I mean, I seen him yell, freedom! Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the last part pretty I saw. Much, that's pretty much the end of the movie, dude. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, it. if you got to that point, that's that's pretty much the end of the movie. <laughs> I don't yeah. like so much the beginning part though. I don't know why. I just no, the beginning, the beginning part. part's the best part actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he, yeah. it shows the depth of uh, William Wallace as a person and all the stuff that he knew because he was a very uh, he was very different from the other uh, Scotsman from his time because he actually went away and uh, studied, yeah. and learned yeah. all these different languages and all kinds of stuff. I mean, they yeah. they. They made it movie magic a little bit. Yeah, mm -hmm. some of the stuff is not exactly true, but uh, a lot of it is. It's actually pretty cool. I liked it too. It's a good and movie. a little bit of trivia, but my <clears throat> friend Ryan, the one who ruined Braveheart for me, now flies Air Force One. Nice. What? Yeah. As a so, as a steward or no, as a pilot. <laughs> kidding. We were we were um we were watching TV one day and it's like Trump lands or something and he comes running uh -huh. down the the, the Jetway or whatever. I'm like, what the hell? Ran, oh. ran down the ramp. Yeah, the ramp. Oh yeah. Oh god, that ramp song is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I showed it to my parents. I've showed it to everybody. For those of you who are who are don't know what we're talking about, there's there's a YouTube channel called Songify where they take like news stories and they turn it into music. And they did one with Trump. And um, oh my God! It is, yeah. it is it's him, it's him talking about his uh, running down the ramp. Yeah, super yeah. funny. Super um, super funny. Whether you like Trump or not, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. So um, okay. But if you don't like him, it's even funnier. That's so you know. I don't care whether you like him or not. It's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. If I mean, you can't it, laugh at it doesn't that. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter where where you are where you are on the political spectrum. It's yeah, you're right. It's still very funny, but. If you are not particularly a fan, it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see that, just Google uh, Trump ramp song or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, again, we're going to have Christian Yuzari. Yuzari. Ah, dang it. Yuzari. I was, was getting his name screwed up, but he's, he's coming in in a little bit. But before that... Um, you know this cow's not even, you know this cow's not even trying, yeah? Just, I used to just call him Christian Y. Christian Y, that's, that's actually... So that's, that's all you need to know, right? That's true. So we just got uh, notice today is Tuesday. You'll probably be hearing this on Wednesday. We're going to start releasing these podcasts on Wednesdays from here on out. But we just got notice here in Honolulu that they've extended their lockdown for another two weeks. Devin was not aware of this. So right now, all uh, state parks, beaches, the satellite city halls, they're all closed. You know, no dine-in, restaurants, all that kind of stuff. And the difference now, Devin, though, the big difference, mm. you want to okay. be ready for this. All right, ready. You can go to the beach now and go on the shore. However, only one person at a time. You can only do it solo, by yourself. You can meditate. You can sunbathe. You can go hiking. You can just lie on the beach for no reason, but you got to do it by yourself, solo. And they said the reason why they're not including families is because it's hard to tell who is part of your family. So true. So you just got to do it by yourself. But the bummer part is if you're a if you're a family with kids, then see ya. You're not going to be able to go anywhere unless right. you well, deal with your wife or your husband to just escape for a little while. You can't bring a kid with you. You can't bring a kid with you. You cannot. Because you got to be by yourself. Yeah. And that's really been so my. So you uh -huh. cannot go to the beach. So John, take for you for an example. You yeah. can go to the beach by yourself. Yes. Your wife can go to the beach by herself. You yes. cannot go together and you cannot go with your kids. That's right. 
Yeah. Okay. So Stacy could be sunbathing next to John six feet away. You just got to act like you don't know her. And you've never <laughs> met before. And you guys can't even <laughs> she, she shouldn't have a problem with that one. <laughs> yeah. Done and She's done. Like, <laughs> like, like, your let's drive separately. You know? Your whole family could be there six feet away. Just act like you don't know each other. That's true. Yeah. And if you're Ooh. in the water, technically, right, you're okay. And but it's just so conf so that's why like I've been to the beach a couple times during the lockdown, but you know, you're you're kinda like at the shore and the water's like lapping up against your feet and you're like, is this in the water or am I supposed to stand more in the water? If I get and you're kinda constantly looking over your shoulder for cops. It's so bizarre. <laughs> so I just we just haven't been going at all. If your feet is wet, I think you're good. If your feet is wet, okay. Yeah. Because you're along the shoreline already. And if the cop comes, you can just jump in the water. So, so I got a question for you guys, and I want your honest opinion. So I didn't prep you. This is unprepped. Un so yesterday, Caldwell tweeted out, and he was saying, um, you know, with all the work we've done, you know, we've got the counts down because the the case count has gone down, right? It used to, it got all the way up to the 300 mark, and it's kind of slowly, and we've got down to under 100 on Oahu yesterday. Who knows why? But you know, he's kind of saying that uh, we, we we like we did it, you know, kind of thing. Now, do you guys think that, so there's one uh, theory that, you know, the reason why the, the cases go down is that people start understanding that this is a problem and they start reacting and doing things that would put them away from harm's way. So that's one thought. Is that why we're having lower cases or is it really because of these government shutdowns that's causing the lower cases? Uh, what do you guys think? Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> what do I think about that? Um, I think the lockdown was needed for awareness. Okay. And then once people got aware, they got scared. And once people got scared, they realized how serious the thing is. And I think this will carry on until, you know, the seriousness of it will carry on now. I think they get it now, you know. When the hospitals are getting inundated and they're running out of beds, that's real. I mean, you, there's no way to disprove the fact that this thing is fake or that people aren't getting sick, you know? And that happened, and then we locked down, and then now we're, we're reopening softly. I think people are more conscious and more aware, you know? What I do feel sorry for is the small businesses. Those are the people that are hurting the most. A park can open, fine. A trail can open, fine. But nobody makes money off of that thing. And nobody- And by the way, you're, you're part of that community, small businesses. Yeah, I am. And um. To tell you the truth, I am, but the one store we have is in Waikiki. So even if we open right now, it still wouldn't be something viable for us to stay afloat. But I'm, I'm, I'm worried about all my other friends who are in small business and all the other businesses that could be really, really open right now and, and make a living is forced to not do that. Yeah. And I don't know if the compensation equates the loss, you know? And yeah, I, don't know yeah, if yeah. They, I don't know if they can ever come back from that. And that's where I'm concerned. Because you can open a trail, fine, but what about people's livelihood? You know, how are you going to control that and fix that after this is all over? That's my biggest concern. You know, it's scary times. I mean, we, we it's it sucks being locked down, but it's even scarier when we crawl out of our house and try to do it everyday normal life from now on. You know? Yeah, I you know my initial reaction when I thought of that because I was uh, I was just scrolling through Twitter and I thought, but because it. I know Caldwell was not doing this, but the way that the tweet was worded was kind of like, hey, we did it, like the lockdowns worked. And my initial reaction was, I think, you know, my, my, my normal thought process would be like, I think people 
understand and they're just reacting to the reality more than the lockdown. Yep. But, uh, you know, my, I went downstairs and I brought this up at the dinner table with a friend of mine and he was saying, um, you know. Wait, wait hold on, yeah. hold on. You had somebody at your house that isn't from your family and you're having dinner with them? Don't, don't no, you're Zooming, right, John? I was Zooming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Okay. Good boy. There you go. Exactly. All right. It just... So we were, I was on the, I was uh, Zooming <laughs> with my friend during dinner. Okay. There we go. And uh, anyway, he was saying, like, if you look at, at these lockdowns and the timing and all that stuff. It's so stupid. What are you doing? <laughs> what? Zoom is good. Zoom is yeah, good. Zoom is good. Very good. Nice. Sorry, I should, have been, I should have been more clear. We're all safe. We're Zooming. But anyway, he was talking about how the, the, if you, the correlation, right? Like, we locked down. We went down to zero. We locked out again. This thing is going down. So he, he was kind of pushing toward this idea that the government lockdowns were making a big difference. Well, I kind of changed my opinion a little bit. I don't know. Devin, do you have a thought on it? Nope. I'm on vacation. I don't care. <laughs> Devin didn't I'm even know about the extension. House. Yeah, but Devin, he's sad. You can't go to Baskin and Robbins. You can't. I know. No, no, no. They're still open. They're still well, open. You can, and you can, go, you can go to Baskin and Robbins all you want because it's still food and you got to go get food. But you can't so that's totally there. fine. You can't I don't need to. Bowls and bowls of ice cream, you know. I don't need to sit there. I just grab my bowls of ice cream and I go to my car and I eat it in my car. It's totally okay. fine. Yeah, no, but I, I agree with you. I mean, a uh, um, uh, friend of mine, um, Tommy, from uh, TNT Tinting. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. I mean, they've had the shutdown for two weeks. Now it's another two weeks. Um, and I'll be honest, I got to get my car tinted. And the only place I go <laughs> is TNT Tinting. And now I cannot go. And um, I, I You got a new car? Never mind. Anyway. Um, Wait, so, what kind of car did you get? Same thing. I got a CRV. Anyway, uh, oh. I wish I could get my car tinted and I, I can't. And the other thing too is a, a classmate of mine works for him as well. So they're, you know, it's sort of a double whammy for me because it's not just the business side of it, but it's a, there's also a personal thing because they're both my friends and I realize they, they just can't work. And it's not like, you know, uh, within the context of what they do, it's not like there's a whole bunch of people hanging out. You're not going to go to their place and sit there and watch them tint your car. Right, 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 you right. drop off your car, right? Yep. They work on the car and then they're done and you come and you pick it up. And it's a one person. I mean, for me, it's a one person job to drop it off and then leave. Yep. And then for them, if they're work to me, if they're working and they're working in that spot and it's only those people. Okay. Then they go home. I, I think uh, the, the part I'm still wrestling with is, um, you know, I got a lot of friends as well who have family members that they haven't seen. And mm. that part, that part bums me out, you know, because I, yeah. uh, it, it's not like they're not going to see each other. So I, I keep trying to think, like, especially, I mean, both of you, I mean, you both have parents. We, we, all three of us have parents yeah. who were uh, sort of in that realm of being in a danger zone. So yeah. you, you want to keep them safe. So, you know, John, you go over to your parents' house and like leave stuff and run away. Or Kyle, same thing with your dad, right? Because you don't want anything to happen to them. But I... I wish there was a way to figure out for you guys to do a, to do a bubble. Like if you're home and your parents mm -hmm. are home and your wife and your kids are home, because none of you are leaving the house. If, right. the, if the six of you are at home, it's fine. Then go over to their house and hang out at their house and make sure they see their grandkids and you know, all that kind of stuff. Th those kind of things I wish could just happen because yeah, I, our kids aren't, our kids aren't leaving the house. So 
them getting to see their grandparents is, is a thing. For me, I'm lucky because my parents live in a house yeah. and my, my kids don't go anywhere, so they just go downstairs. Plus, you know, Kyle, you and I, have, we've had our COVID tests and we're negative now, so I don't feel as paranoid about it. But, you know, I'm still the one who has to go out and do stuff. So the chances of me picking it up are still way higher than anybody else in my family. So Yeah. You know, you know I just... Uh, Oh, go ahead. Nope. Saturday, I had to call my dad and tell him happy birthday over the phone. Mm. You know, and I, he lives alone in an apartment. You know, in yeah. the studio. So I'm like, oh, how are you celebrating your birthday? He goes, oh, I'm okay. I went to um, Don Quixote. I bought myself poke, and I'm just eating by myself in front of the TV. I'm like, that's huh. no way for a, you know a person to celebrate their birthday at that age. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For him to be by himself. So I do worry about you know the older people that are missing their family and stuff like that and don't have the luxury. To, to, of of seeing them every day anymore, you know. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I'm sure it affects the, the the people that aren't seeing them as much as it affects that person too. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, I just told him, "Hang in there. We'll go dinner when when this is all over." You know. And he goes, "Yeah, no problem." You know. And he seems fine, but <laughs> it's just, it's just well, your dad, weird, you know? your dad is also your dad is also one of a kind. So yeah, <laughs> if there's anybody who could handle it, your father. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My dad. If, if I, so. I've been over there a couple of times to like wash car because they have a nice, they have a driveway and stuff like that. So I live in a townhouse. I figure going over there, I'm not going in the house. I'm just going to be outside washing the car, right? Polishing the car or whatever. And I, I, I come outside and I'm like, my dad will come outside. They start kind of talking to me and stuff. So I'm like, okay, talking to him. And but we're standing far away and he keeps walking toward me and I keep backing up, you know, and he just keeps, I'm like, dad, quit coming. <laughs> Closer, like just stand over there, like don't come near me. And he's like, ah, fine. <laughs> I'm like, just stand over on the other side of the garage while I wash the car. Like, just don't come so close. But yeah, that's, that's the kind of stuff I'm dealing with. You know what's the strangest thing of all? I realized we haven't hugged or shook hands with anybody in over six months, other <laughs> yeah. than our family members. And that's really strange, especially being in Hawaii where everybody greets everybody with something, you know. I mean, I'm so used to just kind of like fake fist bumping people already. I don't know if it's ever going to back, come back to normal or feel normal again, you know? And that's, that's also kind of depressing when I think about it. But what can you do, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, as long as people take it seriously, that's the, that's the part I'm worried about. I mean, I'm, the stuff I read is making me depressed because it's all about people saying, you're ruining my rights. I need to be able to do what I want to do, blah, 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 blah. And then you watch... Uh, and then I watch a video of people in Japan all like people have colds in Japan and they wear masks. And they wear yeah. masks because if you have a cold, it's rude for you to wear something for for you not to wear something while you're out on a box. You don't want to get anybody else sick. Yeah. So, you know, and they have no complaints about it. They just do it. And it's because there's a, you know, there's a heightened sense of uh, respect for other people and taking care of other people. And now, it's, they, it's weird because Hawaii, we're supposed to have that already. So I don't know why it's not now, showing up. In Japan, do they wear it when they're not sick too? Uh, no, but if there's a chance that you could be sick, you're supposed to wear a mask. Because a lot and of it, people in Japan wear masks when I was walking around, you know? And I'm well, like, some of it is pollution. Yeah, no, some of it is pollution. Some of it is you're in a house with somebody who's sick, so mm. you put on a mask. You know, it's it's all about... How do I protect my? How do I protect the other people from me? So here's a question: <clears throat> Do you guys think this mask wearing will become a norm in Hawaii when people feel ill and go to work 
in a you know together in a in in an office or walking on the street and stuff or in a restaurant do you think this this will hold now do you think people learn from it do you think they're going to adapt the japanese culture in hawaii no no we still america bro we still Dude, the the thing that tripped me out yeah. in japan was you know what on the you guys went on escalators right in japan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everybody stand on one side of the escalator yep. and, yeah. Yeah. so if you if you're in a rush you can run up the, the other side right yep. Yeah, there's yeah. no way to would ever fly here you know i think that it's just a different culture and i good or bad i mean there's i'm sure there's uh good and bad points of, of both but i just don't see that another thing is so hot over here yeah wow it's hotter in japan it's hot. man this is hot <laughs> that's true it gets, it gets hot japan is japan. crazy it gets hotter in japan and they get way, like more humidity than we do sometimes too so but you gotta admit though in, in hawaii when people congregate and walk around and commute they're not packed like sardines in, like in Japan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can practice social distancing in Hawaii pretty easy unless you're packed at a Bruno Mars concert in a little stadium. You can pretty much stay, you know, fairly apart from people. But in Japan, they're pushing you into subways like, like, like sardines, you know, like in a can, you know. There's no really personal space in Japan. So well, I, I, I don't know about... Yeah, I don't know about now. I watched a couple of videos of uh, people at like because they opened up Disney Sea and Disney Disneyland and stuff. Oh yeah, and yeah. seeing how they seeing how they adjusted and how they uh, they they changed things in order to make sure that it was you know COVID appropriate or whatever. And there's been no problems. People are wandering around Japan going, "You're invading my personal freedom," you know, kind of bullshit like that. So I don't know. We just <laughs> I, I gotta I gotta um I gotta what's wrong with you. Okay, go for it. Go in for it. In relation to to COVID, all right. So this is a segment that we had um, when we started the podcast, but we kind of well, abandoned we, it. We didn't have you oh, had. I had. <laughs> yeah. So my my <laughs> so other episodes included uh, what's wrong with you was uh, people who feed feral cats. What was that? What was the other one? I know I did at least the birds. Two. The, the birds. birds. Something about yep. birds feeding yeah. birds. Yeah. A lot of feeding animals. Feeding stray yeah. animals. Spitting. <laughs> Spitting, yes, people yeah, spit, spitting. <laughs> spit in public. Yeah. Okay, so so today's what's wrong with you? I got two of them, but we'll, we'll maybe just do one for today. But uh, my what's wrong with you is twice now, twice, I have been driving, and you know like how? Okay, so I live in Hawaii. Kai. A lot of people go running and jogging on the sidewalks, especially around five o'clock after work and stuff like that. And especially now because of COVID, uh, people are out there walking their dogs and jogging and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty, pretty busy, you know, and I get it when people are passing each other, they're not, they don't want to go shoulder to shoulder anymore when they pass, you know, they kind of like do a wide berth and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't understand the people who go all the way out into the road to avoid walking past somebody when they're uh, jogging or whatever. Cause they come straight into the black part of the, like literally into the road to avoid like the person that's coming at them. You know, what is wrong with those people? Because <laughs> I'm driving and they come flying out into the road, like because they're trying to avoid the person going the other direction. And I'm thinking, dude, you, you understand that there's cars coming down this street, you know, like that, to me, that's just as nuts as, uh, oh, I might accidentally inhale this guy's breath. I mean, how many uh, cases have we had from people walking by someone jogging? I don't think that's a that's a big concern. But yeah, getting hit by a car that's pretty deadly. 
Yeah. I think we, already, we had that in Kailua too last week. So What? Someone so had that happen? Yeah. That got hit. Oh. Meteor oh. man died. Yeah, right, right by my house actually. Oh, that's right. I saw the news. Yeah. I'm like, like they had to shut down. They had to shut down Kilo Drive and stuff because a guy, an 80 year old man, was in the bike lane and a car just swerved and bang, nailed him. Mm. Oh well, but but okay. I thought you were specifically like he was trying to avoid someone coming at him. Well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe he went into the bike lane to try to avoid somebody who was coming. Because about five, the five o'clock to six thirty range. Just there's tons of people walking. It's so, it's so busy, walking, right? Walking, running. Yeah. It's super busy. So, I mean, because Kilo Drive is a real easy jaunt. It's, you know, it's three miles. You go right. right around. You do three miles. So, and a lot of old people walk in and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. When that happened, I figured maybe it was something like that. But, yes. Uh, so, John. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What is your suggested um, fix to this problem? Right, just get to the side, but you don't have to go to the road. Just get on. If you come face to face with another jogger on a skinny sidewalk, what should you do? All right, I will ask Doctor Jill Omori, and I will have an answer by next week. But when I talked to her the last time, because I was with a, I was with a client, and I had a client who got sick. Yes. And so I was asking her, okay, what should I do? It, it turned out that she did not have COVID; she just had a cold or whatever. But she said, uh, "Well, how long, you know, how long were you in in?" Proximity, proximity to this person yeah i said oh i don't know it, it wasn't it wasn't that long she said well more than 15 minutes i said oh no yeah. she's like well you're probably okay you know no, that, that's that's exactly what she would tell you so i mean you didn't even yeah. have to ask her she'll tell you the yeah. exact same thing yeah so so the idea that you can get covid by running past somebody on a sidewalk i mean it's just it's it, i think people like taking it too too much that that's going too far you know on that mm. on that side yeah, I mean, I can see people being courteous and just respecting that six-foot space around that person right. just because that's the law and they respect that person's privacy or space, you know. But to inconvenience yourself or even threaten your own life and safety, right, right. Um, you just got to make a conscious decision on what's, what's the better option, you know. Yeah, so, so that's why, um, yeah, that's why, that's why. <laughs> sure, what's my, wrong with you? My thing for Anything? today. Anything else you want to um, talk yeah, about? Yeah, because that wasn't that long. That didn't yeah. take that long, bro. It must no, be I'm another gonna... thing bothering you. <laughs> well, well, the other one might take a little longer, so maybe I'll save it for another one because I'm going to see if Christian can jump on. Oh, he's on. Okay. Well, we, he's not on yet, but I'm going to have him have him jump on. Oh, come he... on, try it. Try it. Come on, give it to us. Give it to us. Let's go. We'll fix, it. we'll fix your problem right now. Yeah, yeah, we'll fix it right now. Come on. Okay. So my second one is, this is another one. Typically, I get irritated more during the week, but these are, you know, <laughs> I haven't had much human interaction. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so as you as you two know that I do, uh, I sell real estate. I've been doing it for almost twenty years. I love my job. It's a great job. The one, the one thing that drives me nuts, though, is there are people out there that will come to your, to, like, say you have a listing. So I'm selling a house, right? They come into the house, and they start opening stuff and flushing toilets and turning on sinks and stuff they don't first of all they don't even ask right and secondly like so yesterday i was at a i have a, a house for sale dude comes in turns on all the faucets in the bathrooms in the sink and and because it's covid right i let him in it's a vacant house so i just let them go in the house i'm standing out in the yard so i'm not following them around right mm. flush the toilet leaves doesn't say nothing 
I go in the house. There's water all over the kitchen sink because I don't know what the hell he was doing in there. The toilet is running because it's an old house and the toilet is just going, you know? And it's like, trick, dude. Like, if he, if, if he didn't say nothing and I just left, I didn't go back in the house and check after him, that toilet would have been running till the next time someone came to the house, you know? Yeah. And, and I swear, like, if you just ask, hey, can I open this up? Or do you mind if I look in here or something? It's just a courtesy and a level of respect. And that drives me if there's anything in the job that drives you crazy, it's people that come in and just just do that. Like so, even what if would you, if they asked you, could I flush the toilet and turn the sink and check yes. the water? What would you say? Yes. Okay. Yes, no problem. So it's okay. It's okay with you that they kick the tires in the house, like like they do a used car to see if it's okay. You just need to have. Um, they just need to have to ask you before they do it. That's right. And okay. and if they go like, oh, can I um unscrew this uh panel i'd probably say you know probably i don't think you should because whatever at least give the option to respond you know and of course okay. see i'm in the middle and here's christian hold on days what's, what's up man up, guys what's, what's happening face? wow look at these faces still beautiful <laughs> after all these years <laughs> wait so christian you know everybody right you know kyle and you know Devin. absolutely yeah yeah we've all worked together at some point in the in the past and mm -hmm. some of my favorite people that have remained throughout the years how you guys doing good man this is like the og hawaiian style crew right here it is really that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true yeah. i like that shirt too by OG the way very nice bro oh, what, what, what? oh it's chewbacca, it's chewbacca <laughs> shirt yeah, <laughs> are, yeah you, are, are you a star wars guy christian are we gonna be what are you a star wars guy uh yeah i mean i'm not like hardcore but um my kids are at the age that uh you know they're just starting to watch them so yes. and they love chewbacca and my son is kind of like a beast like chewbacca so <laughs> <laughs> he's he's my mascot my boy and i wear this in honor of him nice well welcome to the podcast i i don't know if you're familiar with it but we just really talk story about whatever we were talking about the shutdown the extension i was complaining about people coming to open house and opening stuff that they're not supposed to but oh, what i wanted oh, to talk yeah. oh, <laughs> but i wanted to talk Sorry. to you more about the music and what you've been up to and i know that uh we just shot you on high sessions so you have some some good stuff and a new band and it's a cool new sound and yeah wh why don't you talk about that how did you come up with this new arrangement of of instrumentation because you have horns and everything and all that again right yeah, so uh, so it's been going on for for quite a while. We just um, I always say us, you know, us quote unquote popular local musicians. We experience retirement first. While we're popular, we don't have to work. You know, we just jam out and have fun and whatnot. And then and then after the popularity fades, then we got to go find a real job. Well, some of us have to go find a real job and try to figure out how to make a living. So. So, you know, that just kind of stayed within the music realm for me. You know, I've been, I've been playing just the dual gigs all over for, for years already. And, right. and then having the sax, so that was myself and usually a guitarist, you know, just the basics. And then, uh, and then when we had the ability to have a trio, my, my horn guy, my saxophone player, was, was always there since the same guy as uh, in the whole Nua band. So... He was always there, so he would just be the third to do to do the solos and whatnot. And then he ended up becoming, you know, 
so much more an integral part of of the sound and just of uh, of our whole operation over the years. So, so he's been with me all, all the way through. Um, brother's name is Dustin Chang. Yeah. So I was talking to Roman about you, saying that I kind of told you this at the shoot, but you're like the king of these like catchy, like hooky songs, and uh, I wanted to ask you like what's your process like for your writing because it's just always good stuff that comes out uh, with when i hear new things from you that's high praise from from you brother i appreciate <laughs> no really i do appreciate it but um but you know i i, I kind of just write what i know you know i just write simple and and a lot of times i'll just hear hear a song an old song song i might have been jamming for a long time or whatever and just kind of get inspired by the melody or um i mean it can be the inspiration comes you know, you know how how it is man. it just comes from anywhere at, at the most random times and and then i'll just start you know kind of playing with it in the gig and usually i don't write the entirety of the song until you know it's kind of I'm, I'm like more productive when crunch time happens so once we get into a session where we're actually going to record it and that's where verse two and three and you know a bridge will usually oh. come out usually i'll just have Usually I'll just have the hook, you know, and that's how a lot of the songs, you know, whole new stuff came out. Like poetry, I remember I didn't create until we got in the studio, and then it wasn't until like the last couple of sessions that I just was forced to write the rest of the the lyrics. So yeah, that's that's usually just how it comes, and you know, I just keep it simple, try to keep it sing along and you know bouncy and stuff like that, and it's 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 the same formula that it's always been, and just trying to keep it there so so do you on purpose make your recording sessions like only i don't know two days or something so, so every time <laughs> yeah. you go in you're like right there <laughs> like there's no week long right. recording it, session <laughs> you just gotta yeah. crank it out no, it, it's always crunch time right no yeah i mean well definitely there's no week-long recording sessions because i have kids so that's all out you know it's like <laughs> i'll be lucky if i get one or two hours where I can go. So the only thing I do on purpose for for recording, and, and mind you, it's been years since I've recorded, but the only thing I, I would do on purpose is to go late at night if it's available. Like I, I would usually go after a gig, like especially if we're doing vocals and, uh, you know, it's the pipes is warm already. So that's how I did, you know, the last of each five album. Pretty much all the records were done that way. Just do the vocals late at night so that you're already warm after the gig. Now, do you, do you use the... Um because you're doing a, you do a lot of shows. You're one of these uh, gigging musicians out there all the time. And um, I was talking to, uh, we were talking to Taimane last week, and I was saying that the kids nowadays, they don't have CD players anymore. You know, <laughs> so when you're at the gigs, do you do you have CDs for sale, or is that uh, do you have a like a secret way of um, of collecting tips, or is it just still kind of analog, or how how is it going out there nowadays? I wish, you know, if somebody figures out a way to keep up with the technology that actually works, it's not like a, a download card or something that something that you can actually monetize, please let me know because, you know, my last shipment of CDs was kind of from people in the Waikiki gigs, like usually Europeans or Japanese that still value the actual physical right. product, you know, mm. and so, so I would, you know, I would usually sell a couple here and there just um because of that people people you know if anything people want the omiyage or they just want something to remind them of the island so that's the like the little niche that we 
slid into in, in Waikiki. But other than that, I mean, if I'm playing at Imua Lounge, I'm not going to – I mean, shout out Imua Lounge. But if I'm playing at any local heavy venue, you know, you're not, not going to sell a CD, you know. It's, it's, right. I mean, the cars don't even have CD players anymore. That was like my last hope, you know. They were still – there's still the slot in, the, in your dashboard that – People could listen to your CD, but nope, gone. Gone. <laughs> yeah, gone. it's really weird. I mean, I did come up, I did what I was thinking because uh, last year I was playing down at Waikiki quite a bit. I did think about this idea of instead of a tip jar, you would just have a Venmo sign and then people could just tip you, you know, directly during the gig. Right. And I was thinking about that all last year, but, um, you know, you would still get tips and some people still had cash and whatnot. But I think this pandemic might have just set the bar like because when you do your online stuff people venmo you right i mean that's what everyone's been doing as far as tipping and stuff so when we get back to to quote unquote normal and we, you're at a uh duke's gig or whatever and you have your venmo sign i think people might be more willing to to do that you know just like send you a tip through venmo i don't know it, it may it may start going that way which which i think makes sense you know because we just did Pure Heart. We just did a concert for Hawaii Theater, and that's how we got paid, basically. They, they didn't. They, have, they had no budget to pay, but it, they have a very large online audience, and they're like, hey, man, people will tip you through Venmo, and that's what happened, and it was, it was fine. It was good. So, uh, yeah, maybe when you get back – well, you are back, actually. You're still gigging, right? You're one of the few that still has a, has a regular gig out there. You ever put up a Venmo uh, uh, sign? Yeah, so, I mean, I totally agree. I, I feel like – everybody you know that's that's the way now the part of the new normal is uh having the venmo sign up i, I you know with the shutdown the second shutdown the one gig i had is is now gone again but ah. but the one thing i will say about playing out live and do you mean having like it on your physical tip jar like your venmo sign or whatever like the qr code so they can just scan or do you mean like going doing a live stream at your live gig or both? Which well, one? I'm thinking both. Yeah, you'll have it on Which your streaming and you'll have it at, at your live gig as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, sorry. I couldn't hear your, I couldn't hear your response. Oh, I, I was saying, yeah, I, I, I think at, at, at this point it's going to be both. You're going to be Venmoing at your uh, online gigs and your live gigs. You'll have the Venmo sign out. But if you were doing it at your live gigs, uh, I was kind of wondering if it's been working or if people actually do Ven Venmo you tips. I'm literally right next to the router. Anyway, but no, so I feel like um, there was there was kind of an oversaturation with, with the Venmo thing. I feel like now, now it's different if you go into somebody with a, you know, with a built-in audience like the Hawaii Theater or, you know, I did a couple live streams for the Outrigger, uh, Outrigger Resorts and whatnot. But, um, but if you go into that type of thing where there's a, a built-in audience or, you know, or if you have a huge following, like if you're super popular like your heart then then there's a then there's a, a possibility of of you know like longevity with, with the venmo thing but but i kind of experienced um just in my personal teeny tiny fan base it was kind of um saturated already as far as that goes and then you know the, the one thing i will say about doing live streams at the the gigs is that there was kind of a, a hard time with the balance like a lot of the artists were paying more attention to the live stream when you should obviously you should be paying attention to to the to the live audience right like mm. prioritizing them doing their requests and not really like you know getting so worried about whatever technical difficulty you might have on the live stream and a lot of the, the guys that, that play there at that particular venue were doing that kind of prioritizing the stream so 
So that was problematic, but I, I feel like it can all be worked out, you know, over time because it seems like it is kind of not going anywhere. And, and you know, the, the one great thing about Venmo, Venmo tipping is that it's so much harder to tip a dollar, you know, whereas if you have cash, people, you know, people will, will throw a, a single dollar. I mean, every little bit helps. We all know that. But throwing a single dollar into a, a physical dollar into a tip jar, no problem. But on Venmo, like, you know, they're, most of them is like, five, you know, at least going to tip five bucks or whatever. But anyway, we're grateful for all tips. Thank you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so the other thing oh. I want oh, – go, go ahead, Devin. No, no, no. no, go no, ahead, no go ahead. I'm going to completely change the topic. So you, why don't you oh, follow okay. up well, this is Well, this is sort of in line with what's happening. Uh, so uh, our friend Autumn, um, uh, John, this is for you and Christian. You guys okay. both gave CDs uh, to a kid named Tayo, uh, yeah. who is a Kamehameha school. He's a senior. Uh, he's battling uh, uh, an illness, and for his Make-A-Wish, he wanted music from different uh, bands. So uh, you guys were kind enough to give him some uh, some autographed CDs and stuff. And I just wanted to read you uh, the reply that we got from his mom, from Tayo's mom. And she just uh, she said, just wanted to thank you guys for making Tayo's Sunday evening special, not only for the gifts, but the time you guys uh, spare for Tayo, which is just amazing. Thank you. As long, the longer the treatment continues, harder and lonelier it gets for Tayo. Sometimes he feels left out from his normal life, even though the treatments are going well. Uh, meeting new people and having warm support. And of course, all the goodies always lift him up. Uh, me and Paul, I guess the mom and the dad, very grateful for the love and aloha you guys shared with Tayo. So thank you. Well, thanks, Dan. So, thanks, thanks guys, for doing that. For doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure they're going to be able to follow up with you as far as the Make-A-Wish thing. So just want to let you know that he did receive the gifts on Sunday and he was really, really stoked. And uh, she's, uh, Autumn, who kind of put it together, said that uh, he was really excited by his uh, pure heart and his whole new LCD. So <laughs> thank you. Thanks for doing that. What's even harder probably is that uh, now that if you're getting treatment, you're sick like that, it's not like you're surrounded by a bunch of people, right? You're kind of doing it yeah. on your own. Only him. Yeah, he just got to go in. I think maybe one parent can go, but yeah, it's all him. So I give him credit. So thanks, guys. That was nice of you to do. Thanks for the feedback, Devin, because, yeah, no, I hadn't heard from them them yet, but, you know, of course, happy to do it. And if it gives him just the, you know, smallest amount of happiness, then that's that's worth it, man. Yeah, Stoke. yeah. It was more but, than but a like small amount, said, so thank you. Awesome. So hard that, you know, like that's one of the craziest parts about people getting sick during this thing is that, like you said, they got to do it all alone. You know, there's no family members cannot go with you and like saying bye to your family member on a Zoom chat. It's not crazy, man. Can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Christian, okay, tell, us, tell us a little bit. I was going to go to the shoes thing, which we will get to. But, uh, but I, I thought I thought what would be even more more interesting uh, off the bat would be tell us a little about what the early days of Ho'onua because you guys really were a grassroots band, right? You came came out of out of from nothing to where you were, and I I was there for that progression, and it was super cool to see. But tell us a little bit about that building the band, getting a CD, becoming a a big act, you know, all that kind of stuff. Becoming a board writer for uh, it, it for wasn't Kyle. it wasn't it wasn't overnight, right? No, it's so funny. I, you just reminded me how absolutely terrible we were in the beginning. <laughs> 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 you know, I I befriended um the guitarist for Natural Vibrations Wayne early on, and like oh yeah, you get, oh, you get time, yeah, you can come by. We're gonna play 
I think it was like liquids or whatever, you know, that's the birthplace of whole liquids, um, yep. liquids. Yeah. That's, that's the days, man. Like early two thousands, man. It's crazy. But, but yeah, he came in and after the gig, I said, Oh, so what you thought, man, what was good. Huh? And he was like, oh, yeah, you guys, are, you guys, are, you guys need work, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You know, until this day, bro, he has remained, you know, even though I rarely see the guy, like, he, he, I can always count on him to be straight with me and tell me the straight up truth. And he's certainly not a yes man, bro. So it's awesome. So, um, yeah, no, that's, and that's exactly how it was, man. So much. I remember like, oh God, just, I mean, so it was all backwards for us starting from the very beginning. Like we weren't, we weren't even living here at the time we were. You know, of course, going to school in San Diego, we were going to college and, um, you know, all these original compositions, all these songs were born out of just being so, so homesick. You know, it's just it's, it's the usual thing. Graduate from high school, get the opportunity to go and uh, go to college on the main. Uh, Jared, the other Ho'onua guy, was, was uh, we were two of four freshmen who were recruit, recruited to play football at this university. University of San Diego. So not only were we away from home, but we were there early when there was nobody on the campus yet. We were just doing our football camp and there was only, you know, nobody, nobody yet. So I didn't even know what, I mean, it was just complete isolation from everybody and, and just getting real homesick and just trying to push through. And, you know, like I, I saw a lot, a bunch of my classmates falling like flies, like, like for instance, when we were, Choosing a college, you know, that of course the cost is one thing, but a lot of it came down to, you know, the brochure, honestly. And it's just like, you don't, there was no internet back then to do research yeah. on what the weather is like in, 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 in uh, you know, Portland, Oregon versus San Diego, California. I mean, you know, so literally it was just like, should I choose A or should I choose B? They're both within the, you know, what we can afford, but should I choose A or should I choose B? And I just so happened to choose San Diego. I'm like, yeah, you know, I like the Padres, so maybe I'll just choose San Diego. And, <laughs> and yeah, I can play go there, so yeah, let's 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 go with San Diego. And and then one by one, all the guys who chose Pacific University and Forest Grove, Oregon. I mean, nothing wrong with that place. Shout out to them, but the, you know, they don't know what they're getting into until they're there, right? The weather, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No sun. I mean, these these guys that's raised, you know, and they're falling like one by one. Everybody's coming home, coming home, coming home, coming home. <laughs> like push through. I'm like, oh, I wonder what it's like over where they're at because where we're at, you know, it's great, man. This is this, this place is great. As more people started coming, and all the females started coming. And my freshman year at the University of San Diego, no joke, it was three to one the freshman class ratio, women to men. So, wow. Oh. Then nice. once they all arrived, seventy-five percent female, and I was like, okay, this is this is the place I need to be. So it was awesome, man. <laughs> Anyway, so like Garrett and I just were jamming in, in the dorm, you know, just, it, I mean, it happens at every college across the continental United States where Hawaiians go to school, you know, jamming on the ukulele in the dorm and we're like, okay, we got a cool little harmony going, so let's try and do something with it. And then uh, my manager, well, he was a graduate of the same school, University of San Diego, just stop me at any time because, you know, I can just go on and on. Oh, good, if you man. have a question to interject, don't feel like you're interrupting me. But um, yeah, he he got a he came back home to Hawaii a couple years before we graduated. He got a job at Town and Country actually, and and then he back then they put out this uh, compilation of of surf songs 
but they wanted a new artist and they wanted a, an original composition. So, so he's like, Hey, you know what? You guys got to get into a studio in San Diego and, and, and record something because, uh, you know, I'm going to try and get you guys on this, uh, town and country surf sessions album. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. Yeah. I got a song called surf sessions. Okay. So let's, let's go record it. Only thing is back then with no recording experience, you would think that the engineer at this like $30 an hour studio that we chose out of the yellow pages would have said, Hey guys, are your instruments tuned? <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't. And we didn't, tune the, we didn't tune the instruments. Didn't even tune, just went hardcore, just whatever's, you know, and put it down, <laughs> put down the vocals. And to this day, that remains the final vocal track that was on the, the song surf session. They, wow. they got it home and they manipulated it. And of course, Sean Sean played the instruments, made his magic, and then, and then it got on the it got on the record, and that was it. So at least, um, yeah, I think he had to detune a little bit to like <laughs> F, like F, F flat, not quite between F flat and F. No, between E and F, he had to. No, man, it was it was crazy. It was so funny, man. But um, yeah. So so that was it, man. We just the record, and then the guy who that record. Uh, a guy by the name of Ricky Sugimoto. He did uh, Naleo's. Uh, he he did some of the production on Naleo's Friends record, and and then he gave us our our first record, and then that was it. Then we then we had to go put a band together. We hadn't had any you know interactions with any musicians of any kind. I mean, the guy the other guy played ukulele. I play ukulele. So like, <laughs> this ain't gonna work, man. We're not even skilled enough to like you know just go do gigs with two ukuleles, man. We gotta get some guys, and then. And then it was just, um, you know, word of mouth, playing around, jamming different guys and going, hey, what, you like to play with us? Okay, shoots. Can try. Okay, cool. Oh, you like to play with us? So so then we had a guitarist and a bassist and then kind of just built from there. Did you and Jared um, go to high school together or did you guys meet at San Diego State? We, we didn't meet. Uh, so it's it's a common common um, misconception, but our, our school was small much smaller than San Diego State. It's a uh, University of San Diego. It's oh, small, sorry. Private, sorry. Private no, 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 no problem. No problem. I, I wish I had, you know, the talent to play as an, as an Aztec at San Diego State, but, but our school was much tinier. But, um, but yeah, so we met there. We, uh, he went to Kamehameha and, and uh, I went to Ilani. So, okay. so we didn't, we kind of knew of each other, but um, didn't meet till we went there. Yeah. You know, my, my, my memory of liquids is that uh, I played there, and that was, uh, I don't know if it's the only time, but this is before we released an album or anything. And then uh, we were playing some, some night, it, Lopaka, myself, and, and Jake, and uh, Fiji was there. And they're like, hey, uh, Fiji wants to come in and sing with you guys. I'm like, oh, are you serious? So then, so he comes up on stage, <laughs> and he sang a few songs, right? But he was directly in front of me because he was using my mic. And then <laughs> after he was done, I tell my friends, like, Hey, did you see? We just played in Fiji. Did you see that? And they're like, "Bro, all we saw was your guitar and the head of it sticking out of his shoulder." But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where you were. <laughs> Could he couldn't see. It. Disappeared. Yeah. I disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my my liquid surf then. Christian, how you doing uh, on time? Because we have a, a a three album question we do. But uh, if you gotta go, uh, we're gonna I'm do fine. that now. You okay? Yeah. No, I'm fine. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so the short, short of it is after that, uh, Ho'onua just grew and grew. And it was like, it, I remember it not being um, 
an overnight thing. Like you guys gigged a lot for a long time, even after the first CD, until things really kicked into gear, right? <clears throat> right. Yeah. We were just so terrible live. That's why in the beginning, so <laughs> we had to like really the craft in order to uh, <laughs> to become but, a sting, to become a, a permanent fixture. I remember. I just remember you guys at uh, birthday bash, man. How how like absolutely wired you guys were when you were ready to play birthday bash. Just yeah, it, it was cool right? to see because because we all you know because we all kind of came up that liquid surf then that whole thing right and then so for you guys to be on that stage at that time uh, doing your thing in front of I don't know ten thousand people it was just insane. The one yeah, concert I remember the best times. Yeah. Yeah, the one I the one I remember was at Restaurant Row, where you guys were, were you guys playing in the middle, but next to Row Bar, and that place. Was I, oh, I remember. Packed. I remember. It was like a big rock concert. Yeah. It was so awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I think you guys headlined that event. Oh man, I remember. I, I could remember a couple over there. I remember yeah. the Halloween show over there. I remember yeah. just one on an elevated oh, right. street. Those were amazing, amazing shows where sea of people, you know, and that's like. Yeah. It was over there, the Waikiki show, you couldn't really see out. I mean, and plus, like Devin said, we're so wired and so focused. We usually tried to do, you know, when it came time for Birthday Bash, we usually tried to do something different. Like one year we had a drum line, one year we had, I don't know, the America's Best Dance Crew or whatever. But anyway, so we're so focused on that. But but yeah. I remember at, at Restaurant Row, and uh, another one I clearly remember was at, um, at Sea Life Park, where you could see the crowd good and... There were so many people. I mean, it, it literally like was like they were moving like in a wave. Like, and that was man. I wish, you know, I wish social media or like at least telephone, you know, telephones with cameras were a thing back then, so I could really like have <clears throat> recorded the the amazing, you know, how amazing that was, man. Just watching the crowd move as one as like a wave. Can you talk about your shoes? Oh yeah, shoes. I'm sorry, shoes. Was that can you talk about your shoe collection? Oh, we have it right by you. <laughs> so, so yeah, shoes is. Uh, I don't. I don't. It's upstairs though. Okay. I, I am kind of reluctant to go walk up there because it's so, so messy. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we'll do it real fast. But uh, no, so it's uh, it's one of my um, my passion projects. It's like uh, <laughs> oh, the crazy shoe fetish guy, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I just, you know, like when I was a kid, I was I was raised on Michael Jordan, you know, and and I was a big, big Jordan fan. And, uh, so don't mind the. Can you even flip? Yeah. Holy. So it's all behind wow. the clothes right now, but they're on. You know what? That's not bad. Wow. They're that is not bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that so those I mean, are those crazy. Are... There's like cars here. Oh, that is bad. For those of you listening on audio, yeah. he's showing don't, us a closet. Don't, don't mind the mess that is my closet. Full of shoes. And it's a closet. Wow. It's, it's a good sized closet. It's full of <laughs> shoes, but it's not Imelda Marcos in the sense that it's not rooms and rooms of shoes, you know? But let me ask you this, Chris. So I had a no, friend. No, definitely not. It, at one point, it was getting crazy. But then, then he got married and had when? kids. <laughs> yeah. Was he forced to sell yeah. some? What's Did that? your wife force you to sell? A lot. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of a me, uh, them or her kind of a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. I mean, oh, to this day, I mean, to this day, I get, I get, you know, like, daily, like, like, nice cutting motion. 
<laughs> and daggers sent my way because I mean I made a I made a commitment that my my income would never pay for those shoes. It's just yeah. buying and selling. You know, the shoes themselves pay for the shoes. Oh, so it's a, got it, got it. It's a constant. It's a constantly moving collection. But I, at its height, it was like four hundred pairs, and and that that's when it it got real bad. So so I'm kind of like way less than that now. Right, I got to tell you, I'm sorry. Anyway, what was your question, John? Sorry. What up, Kyle? What's going? One day I was at um, Hilton Hawaiian Village for the fireworks show. We had dinner and we went to the fireworks show on the beach. And I was walking to the beach. I saw you, Christian, playing at that bar. So I walked oh, in to say, I walked in to say how's it and stuff like that. And you, hey, what's up, man? And I saw that you had an iPad in front of you. I was like, oh, he's so high tech nowadays. He's looking at his iPad and playing music, you know. So I was like, that's that's awesome because the first time I ever seen a musician use an iPad for music. So we end up walking out of the bar and onto the sand, and I can see the back of you and the iPad. And I realized you weren't even listening to I'm looking at music. You're looking at shoes online to buy <laughs> while you're playing music. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? You're looking at gardens. <laughs> so classic. Oh my, so my, my question was going to be, I, I had a friend in college that uh, we were walking from, you know, UH, we were walking from upper campus down to the parking lot. And we had to cross, like, I think the baseball field or something like that. It was pouring rain. It was just raining coming down. And we, were, we were at the the stadium or whatever and then we had to walk across this field and next thing you know this guy got his shoes he takes them off and he put it under his shirt and he's walking barefoot through the field i was like yeah what are you doing and he's like bruh it's raining I'm like yeah he's like the shoes gonna get muddy i'm like isn't that what shoes are for <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> so you walk barefoot all the way is that you too no bro it's 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 evolved since then since okay, the days right. of, of de-shoeing yourself. Now they have booties. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you wear them on the outside of your footwear. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Do you so wear them on rainy days? You wear the booties? I mean, it's kind of like more of like a showpiece or like a um, more of like a joke or something. But, um, but you know, for like these, these climates where it's always raining and like you get some guys who is so hard head that they want to be like, showing off even in those times yeah it's like clear plastic bag but with like grip on the bottom so that you could, i mean it's it's ridiculous it's like something you would put on if you have a cast and need to bocha you know like <laughs> you, it's, it's a plastic bag for your shoe is basically what it is yeah Unreal. i mean it's crazy but but no i to, to answer john's question i would definitely do that i wouldn't i wouldn't even put myself in that situation to begin with if uh you know like and oftentimes i, I want to wear you know, you know, the shoes that I love to join me perform, but if there's anywhere where, you know, dirt or mud might be a possibility, then, hey, sorry, either, either barefoot or, or dad shoes. That's what's good. Yeah, you're, going with, you're going with your second string or third strings at that point. <laughs> yeah. Dad yeah, shoes. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Dad shoes. Okay. Okay, Dev, let's right. do our, th our three album uh, question. Okay. All right. So, uh, Christian, we ask all the, all the guests who come on, uh, we need your three desert island discs. So three albums. Uh, I mean, they can be the same album from the uh, three different albums from the same artist, whatever, but they can't be greatest hits albums. But three albums that you would take with you on a desert island, where it's the only albums you can take. And they got to be lo local? No, no, they can be whatever. We, uh, <laughs> Lena Girl said Death Leopard. <laughs> just, just no greatest Death? hits. Oh, yeah. man, that's such a difficult question. Um, <laughs> no greatest way. hits. No, 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 the first one. So that yeah. one is out. Okay. 
But what about our um? Okay, I, I won't. I won't be difficult here. Um, I would say <laughs> uh, I gotta have like um, I gotta have a CNK record. I guess Elua. I, I don't know. One of one of one of the either the first or second record. I'm fine with. Okay. Um, but I also the Moon too, so I don't know. So difficult. Um. <laughs> um yeah, so I guess that's two already. So and then. Oh, uh, sorry. What was the second? Oh, one? Wow. CNK, yeah, one, first one and oh and wow, the first one and the second one. Okay. <laughs> oh no, no, one CNK, one CNK, oh. and uh, one Peter Moon uh, tropical. Oh, Peter Moon. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. And then, um, and then I would say Rap Rap Lingers uh, CD, the yellow one, the four dollar. Oh wow, the CD. <laughs> nice. You know, I, I played yeah. that for my kids the other day, but they're still kind of young, eleven and eight. And uh, they just weren't paying attention. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mines are seven and five, and and uh, and still a little too young to appreciate it. But one day, come. one day it'll happen. Yeah. You know, the other thing that was funny was um, so I was a big fan of the Three Local Boys back in the day. That's uh, Ryan Matsumoto, Lanai, and yeah. Jimmy. And uh, I used to sing right. "Somebody Farted." when I would, would brush their teeth. You know, when the kids are brushing teeth, I'd say, somebody farted, stand it, you know? And they wouldn't believe, I, I, I couldn't, <laughs> but then Jimmy finally sent me, he sent me the track, so I actually have it now, somebody farted. Oh, nice. You know? But you know what's funny, you start listening to it, some of the stuff they said, like, no can today. <laughs> yeah. Like what, yeah. like what, like what? Um, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there's a couple of lines in there that I thought, oh, wow. I find it funny, but yeah, you would never be able to do this in uh, today's climate. You know, some of the the jokes. Yeah. Oh, what it was a little like two bit. Two, it was a little race was a, driven. Yeah, race driven. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it's it's in the style of Frank DeLima or um, you know whatever, right? I mean, it's 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 funny. So yeah. Can I just ask what were some of your what were some of your? Uh, I don't want to take up too much more of your guys' time, mm -hmm. but what were some of your desert island? CDs or records. Mine was uh, I had um, mine was Bob Marley Uprising, and I had a Kyle Crater Boys uh, the second CD. Oh, um, see, uh, Valley Style. Valley and Style. I don't remember what my third CD was. I can't remember what my I don't remember what my third CD was. Don't Come we all have to say Ho'onua or something? Ho'onua, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We each take one of the albums, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In F flat. Hoonua yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in F flat. <laughs> Mine was Pure Heart, Hoonua, and Devin Nakoba Live. There you go. Uh, <laughs> no diggity by Love Devin Nakoba. Yeah. I had Kalapana in mine. What else? I think I have Def Leppard too. No, no, Metallica in mine as well. Kill That's them all. Fine. Yeah. Sublime and Smashing Pumpkins. I'm trying to think what would be yeah, I miss, I, yeah, Christian, I miss hearing you guys do Sublime. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. That was good fun when you guys would do that one. Oh, hey, uh, real quick. Can I, uh, can I impose on you guys to throw up a shaka when I just uh, send a picture to Tayo? Okay. So, real quick. Shoots. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Christian, for guys, doing this. We super, super grateful Thanks, for Christian. you guys having me on. I would love to come back and talk stories sometime, man. Whenever you guys uh, have a sick call or need a uh, uh, last-minute guest, call on Christian. I'll be there. All right, man. And, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, the next time we meet up, we'll be in a studio over here. 
You can yeah. hang out with us in, in real time. Say again. The next time we hang out Cut again, we'll, we'll call you and you can come over to my house in our studio right over here. We can talk in person. You can, and you can drink some of that uh, alcohol that's in the back of Kyle there. Let's go. <laughs> Anything to take me away. Take me away. <laughs> Got you, buddy. <laughs> All right, well, everybody have a great week. Have a great weekend. And uh, for now, we're signing off. Aloha and thank you very Aloha. much. Take care. Uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate it very Love much. Love you too, man. See you. God bless you.